Good evening. What's going on, folks? Happy Thursday to you. Welcome to Pro Fan Talk. It is the Thursday before the week of the Super Bowl, and there's only two teams playing, and one of them is our team. So guess what? We're going to talk about a little bit about the hate that's been going on for the Eagles, but guess what? Everybody want to hate us, but everybody want to be us. So it's all good. Thank you for joining me. Sean, number one out the limo as usual, bro. You know, I appreciate you, brother. Christopher Kicks, my grandson, kicking it in. Vince, I see you. TK, I see you. Wayne, I see you. Rob, what's going on, brother? Always, man. Got the boys first out the limo. That's what I'm talking about, man. I appreciate you. Going to have a fun show today. I'm waiting for my boy Jason Dunn to, uh, to uh, join on in. He'll be in in a couple minutes, so. But it's a lot of things going on, man. It's been a crazy week, the week that keeps on giving. Um, man, think back in the preseason and um, everything that went on in preseason to now. Long time ago. All of the thoughts what did what did you think that Jalen Hurts was going to do? Was he going to be better? Is this, you know, can he pass now? How is his progression going to be? Are we going to have to draft another quarterback? All of those questions. All of those questions. We um, now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. And even now, one of the things I'm going to get into is a little bit of of all of this pettiness and disrespect that's going on. Uh in the media and why is there, why is everybody trying to take digs at us for what they just mad? I don't know, but everybody's trying to get one in. I heard the thing with Julian love the DB for the giants. He threw his dig. Oh yeah. The Eagles are great, but you know, the coach is on the free ride. He, you know, we could coach that team and talking to the host of the show. Y'all can coach that team right now. And it's like, come on, man. Come on, man. You ain't got to like us, but you got to respect us. You know what I mean? Acknowledge what we've done. We here. You're not here. Sorry you feel that way, but uh, it is what it is. But uh, real quick, let's take care of some business real quick. Let my people at all my boys that are first out of the limo is brought to you by Fan Up. Fan Up is the best way to enjoy fantasy sports, daily NFL contests, and more. Win great prizes. Sign up today. Use promo code A2D. Use promo code A2D for 5,000 bonus points, a $50 value, fanup.app, and get to it. And I see my boy done jumped in. I'm not even going to waste no time. We got a lot of stuff to get over, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm going to bring in my college teammate. He's had the best of all three worlds, Eastern Kentucky. Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dungeon Dog himself, Jason Dunn. What's going on, brother? What's up, my brother? What's going on? See how you had, had to do it, right? See how to come in. <laughs> <laughs> I see you doing double duty. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, the thing I, I, I kind of figured it, you know, a lot of people don't have that you know, the privilege to do something like this. So I, I kind of figured I'd come in. You know, because I had one of these in my in my closet. I still got my my Philly <laughs> uniform in my closet. I got to steal a lot of Philadelphia paraphernalia in my closet. When you look up over here, that I don't know if you can see that that, that young guy up there on the on the wall right there. That's a yeah. young Jason Dunn, Philly. Up in, <laughs> uh, matter of fact, up in the, in uh, what's the name? Of it it's uh, Lehigh. Is where yeah. oh Lehigh Valley, yeah, yeah, yeah. brother, yeah. So y'all yeah. yeah. had it good, man. We 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 was up there in Westchester. We hadn't even moved to Lehigh yet. Oh, okay. Well, we, we back then we still did it the hard way, man. I didn't. At least you, uh, did you play in a vet? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You at least you, at least you got them rug burns to, to prove it. Rug burns, <laughs> surgeries. That's how I hurt, I hurt my knee twice. Yeah. Old Stadium. That's what yeah, that is. Man. That stuff was even when they tried to change it. It was it was hot garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. It, people, it was a, it was a hot mess, man. People just don't realize you know the amount of pain and things that the vet had. You know, just the whole the ambiance of it and, you know, the, the locker rooms and everything you talked about, the jail and all those different things with the vet. The jail, I forgot about the jail. Yeah, man. 
All that Philly grit. That's what that is. That Philly grit, man. That's what that is. Oh, my goodness. How you doing, my brother? First off, man, uh, how you been? How's I'm going? good, bro. I'm good, good, man. Just good. on the grind, man, trying to get everything going and get everything. The Super Bowl thing is just taking off, man, and, and everybody's still hating on the Eagles. And um, that's fun to deal with because it seems like, for whatever reason, national media don't want to give you. It's like they very, very begrudgingly, man. Very begrudgingly, they give us our, our props. But it's like, then it comes with a backhanded comment. Like I yeah. saw the thing of uh, Julian Love this morning on the on the what is it, one of them football shows in the morning, uh-huh. and uh, he was like giving props to the Eagles, but then it was like, yeah, you guys could have coached that team, you, you know. Sirianni's in for a free ride. I'm like, come on, man, you you a player, dude? You yeah. know how hard it is to steer that ship, right? And to say something that disrespectful is just like him, Adrian Love, and the and the mayor of Cincinnati need to get together and go bowling. <laughs> Man, I hear you. I hear you. Man, Yo, I, I just got off the phone with my nephew. Okay. Okay. And, you know, he's he's a Green Bay fan. Uh, but the thing is, like, you know, we were talking about like Jalen Hurts, you know, and, and where he is as far as you know, quarterback wise. And, and look, I talked about this in, on my show uh, yesterday. It came out right. today. We're just saying, like, look, I think Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, both of them don't get their due. I just I, right. I believe it. I just believe both those quarterbacks don't necessarily get their due. Jalen Hurts to me is a is a top ten quarterback in the NFL, no doubt about it. With his leadership, legs, passing ability, just everything about him. I said the thing is, when you see his accomplishments, why are they not talking about him the same way they talk about like Joe Burrow, right? Exactly. So he, he's successful down at at, at at Alabama. That goes to Oklahoma, right? Yep. And successful too. Comes in the league, doing extremely well. They didn't want him, you know, oh, oh, Doug. You know, I love Doug. Doug didn't really want him. He didn't trust him. And so yeah. I think that's really, man, part of the reason Doug was probably out of a job, to be honest with you. you uh, I, I I can't confirm nor deny that, but okay. uh, I'm, right. I'm with you on that boat for real. That's my opinion, right. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just, uh, to me, I, I think Jalen Hurts is, uh, is an incredible uh, quarterback. And like you said, how hard it is to steer that type of ship. Uh, he's doing a tremendous job because you can have all the talent around you, uh, but still, you know, you know, fall short. Like we've seen right. Dallas do and, you know, Jacksonville and all these other places that see that has a talent around them, but still, for whatever reason, uh, it's not the right pieces. And I don't care who exactly. you put in front of it, right? So uh, it matters. That matters who who that who's at the helm. And that matters, that matters big time. Because I remember if you go all the way back um, – Go all the way back into the 90s. And I remember when uh uh and you know hate giving the cowboys props, but you know it, it is what it is. I keep it a hundred. Right. Uh right. when they fired Jimmy Johnson, yeah, and Jerry Jones hired Barry Switzer, and they won the Super Bowl that year, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, they didn't even need a coach. And I'm like, nah, like nah, I don't care how good the team is, you gotta have somebody steering that ship. Absolutely, and that person has to have a level of competence. To do what he needs to do, because you've seen, to you've seen what McCarthy's done recently, and some of the mistakes that he's made, and and all the stuff going on in Indianapolis and, and places like that, where they got good players on that squad, but whoever's running the ship just ain't getting it done. So right. stuff like that matters, and that's why, like here in Philly, that's why it's such a good matchup this year, because especially here you still got a big contingency of people in Philadelphia that love Andy Reid. They love Big Red. Man. Absolutely. Right. Rightfully so. Rightfully, Rightfully so. so. Right. And Nick Sirianni came in, and after the debacle that was the initial press conference, mm-hmm. uh, he does what everybody else does. And he put in the work, and he let people know by the fruits of his labor on the field. And that's all that matters. Yeah, that's right. So, and I know it's, it's kind of one of those things. Look, Andy took him to the NFC Championship, what, four years? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he was an incredible coach, always, you know, has been, um, you know, genius uh, offensively. And so the city embraced him, and yeah. they should still have love for Andy. And, I, and look, and I know people are going to be kind of torn, right? But you're going to have your loyalties. Like, I, like, I'm one of those. I have my loyalties, you know, to particular teams. Look, Philly's my first family, no doubt about it. I have love for right. Philly, okay? I have love for Philly. And the thing is, I'm 
start rocking KC. KC got me. <laughs> KC, I, I had the majority of my, my career out in Kansas City. And so when I'm looking at loyalties and stuff, I started talking. I said, well, look, one thing I want to do is I want to I want to be no no loyalty whatsoever. I'm just going to talk ball who I think right. is better, you know, comparing, you know, two teams, uh, two juggernauts of a team uh, against each other. And so that's what I wanted to do on this, these next two weeks because I'm getting a yeah. lot of I got a I got a lot of interviews just because of do, the, man. the Kelsey Bowl, the Reed Bowl. You know, of course, the people that know, you know, the JD Bowl, right? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, it's it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. But I'm I'm gonna try to keep my loyalties out of it. That's why I wore these two today. You know, right. I got my you know I got my KC. I got my you know my. It's all good. Look, it's all business. I'm saying, like I said, I still have love. Brotherly love for Fair Philly. When I come up here, I still get, you know, go down to South Philly and all the other places, all the stomping grounds. I know all of them. So right. it's my home, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But real quick, I wanted to pop this up real quick uh, in honor of Black History Month. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put my guy up there, yeah. Doug Williams. Yes, sir. Dougie. Doug Williams, the first, the first black uh, quarterback to win the Super Bowl and be the Super Bowl MVP. First black quarterback to be a Super Bowl MVP. Right. That's right. And I remember when we was in Scotland and like he told us a story of, of everything that happened that year. They didn't want to play him. Then he hurt his leg and all of that kind of stuff. But the funny thing was, man, after he won the Super Bowl that next year, they got rid of him for Jeff Rutledge. Wow. Jeff Rutledge. Are you serious? Yeah, man. After all of that and and like I was kind of getting into it uh, with some people on, on social today. Cause I posted this picture mm-hmm. and I, you know, I posted my thoughts on it. Cause I'm like, you know, when he won the Super Bowl, that was 88. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was young enough to appreciate it, but I was old enough to understand what it meant. Right. So, and this one guy was like, you know, why is everybody always immediately want to make it up, make it about race? And it's like, it ain't about race. But when you, when you was brought up and, and when somebody has told you that you can't do something because mm-hmm. you're black or whatever the situation is, you can't speak on that because you don't look like me and you don't have, it's an inconvenient conversation for you, but it's a life experience for me. Yeah. So it's a different and yeah. that comment and that quote ain't for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, but just wanted to, to give a shout out to Doug. Doug was a good dude, man. He was a good coach, good mentor. Uh, one of those guys that always, Shot you straight. He would let you know. Um, had a little fire in him, man. He'd go off on you. Oh, yeah. If, if you ain't do what you were supposed to do. Right. But right. um, but definitely wanted to show my love to Doug Waver, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Got love for Doug, too, man. No doubt about it. No doubt Doug about it. Doug was my dude, man. We we missed that dude, man. He was – uh, he, he saved us because we had some stuff going on. <clears throat> this was in 95. And uh, – you talk about mistreatment. The head coach was Larry Kaharick. Larry uh, Kaharick wow. is a famous name because I believe his dad coached here in Philly. But the okay. Kaharick name was was pretty pretty big. But Larry was our coach, and he dude he was crazy. He was nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Both good and bad nuts. Yeah, but yeah. in this particular case, he ain't really care for what Doug had to say. So this yeah. joker tried to have a have a coaches meeting and didn't tell Doug. What? And so Doug found out about this, and Doug was like, "Oh, I'm out of here. I'm forget this." So mm-hmm. Doug was packing his stuff, and then word got back to the big the big wigs of the world league, and yeah. Doug was a was a, a TV draw. People were going to watch because Doug was a coach. So mm-hmm. they ended up they ended up firing Kahara because of that. Wow! Wow! So. What, and they should have, because that, that, that's disrespectful, they, you know, to they do should've. that, you know, to, and 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 that kind of goes into, like, the, you know, the broader point of things, so like you were talking about, you know, I was kind of, I was talking about this last night, too, where the significance of having, you know, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, two starting quarterbacks that are African-American, that are black, in the Super Bowl, right, so the significance of it is, like, when you have a milestone, you have something like this, that it is, you should recognize it for what it is. Absolutely. And I understand that, like you said, it's inconvenience to some people, but sometimes you just got to empathize, right? 
like I said, I have daughters. I have two daughters, and, and, and my daughters came to me and said, hey, Dad, this is the first time that a woman's ever done this, or it's the first time women's ever done it. I'll, I'll be elated. I will be yeah. absolutely elated. Yeah. We you got know, the first black woman in the Super Bowl, one of our assistant coaches. Yeah. Oh, well, see? See? And that's yeah. that's another thing. And so, like you said, it, it's, the thing is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shun that. I wouldn't say, well, why are they making it about gender or, you know, a woman or, you know, uh, you know, race. And the reality is, you know, the thing is, you want to be able to celebrate these things and you should be able to t- find some type of empathy there and say, look, you know what? That's a great thing. Everybody should celebrate this. Right. Because not only that, but it, it talks about what the history of where everything has come from the NFL to where it is now. Right. And we know this, we know, you know, with the, some of the, uh, you know, the bias toward black quarterbacks, but especially Dougie, when we talk about it, yeah. didn't think they were, you know, intelligent enough to beat quarterbacks, you know, ran too much. They not, not very good throwers, not pocket passers. You know, they're not the typical quarterbacks of what you're looking at. And to me, it just, you know, it's just, it's sad that people have to still have these thoughts or even say, Hey, why are you bringing up a race? Well, I, it's, it's not bringing up race, but it's also a milestone that people need to, to sit there and say, this is a good thing that's happened. Like you said, if it doesn't, necessarily involve you some people have a problem with it but it's, it's it should never be that right it should never be right. that right my boy vince brings up the infamous will you be going to the super bowl as a black quarterback yeah and they asked doug that did somebody did was that a rumor or did somebody actually ask him that doug confirmed that he was like yeah somebody actually asked him that question so wow. well but it is what it is man the disrespect has been crazy man i looked up uh and going through some of the stuff that they were saying about Jalen and sirianni and all that kind of stuff I came across it was a about a three to four minute clip. It's on YouTube. All the people that had all of this and all of that to say about Mahomes when he got drafted. It was oh. the same thing. Yes. The same exact thing. Everybody yeah. got an opinion. And what you realize is all it is, they guessing just like everybody else. They don't have any extra information. All they're doing is they looking at these guys. Um, and they're giving a best guess on what you think that they're going to do. Because you look at all of the all of these quarterbacks that done came out, and they got the stereotype measurables, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", the golden arm, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, how many of them, can you say, got that chip? Not many. Not many at Not all. many. Right. You look, at, you look at people like, you look at Tom Brady, who just retired. What Tom was what, six-round pick? Yeah, he's true. Uh, yes, yeah, seven somewhere in yeah. the yeah, last final thing. But they ran down there at five a five oh forty. Yeah, they called him gangly, gangly and unathletic, yeah. right? He was yep. like when they looked at him when he took his shirt off, he looked like he might have been, you know, malnourished. <laughs> I mean, yep. seriously. So but that that that's but that's the measurables, right? They look for the prototypical exactly. guy. And some some of those guys prototypical that have you know that you took in the first round just didn't work out. We, I could name a myriad of guys that went to USC, you know, Alabama. I mean, we could mm-hmm. we just go on and on about the, the type of uh, dudes we've seen come into the last few years as first-round picks as quarterbacks that didn't make it, right? And so yeah. that's that's the thing about it. When, when when you see these things and everybody's giving their opinions about it, like saying Patrick Mahomes is all, you know, he doesn't set his feet right, he doesn't do his – well, one thing I know, Patrick Mahomes wins, and he's exactly. setting records – Every single year in the NFL, right? I mean, he's he's leading passer practically every single year. He's made it to five AFC championship games, all right? Three Super Bowls. Come mm-hmm. on, and they still they still have things to say. They they still, still got things to say. Come on, yeah, still you got know? things to say. And it's like yeah. that. It's almost like that old guard don't want to let up on. There's a new wave of mobile quarterbacks. Uh, people always want to say that there's never there's never been a mobile quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, it has been. Steve Young was a mobile quarterback. Yes. And right. can run like the best of them. Come on. So it might not be many, but it has been done. And I think a lot of people, the first thing they want to do is, is make somebody a running quarterback. And it's like, that's not the case. Michael Vick was a running quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson can throw, mm-hmm. but he's always running for his life. Right. You know what I mean? You look at you look at Russell Wilson when he, you know, when he first took over. He was scrambling a lot. He was moving around. So use what use what God gave you to get you out of trouble. That's what uh Justin Fields was doing. Justin Fields wasn't a running quarterback at Ohio State. Right. He, right. he was chucking that thing around. But now when you get to Chicago and you got an offensive line that switched cheese. Yeah. 
Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Trying to use duct tape to put that thing together. Man, yeah. it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. But it's been a lot of hype, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm happy that uh, for the first time in a long time, you got the two best teams, period. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And they're going to go at it. Is is in my opinion, I, I and I've been saying this. I don't know if you if you heard me say this. Uh Jalen Hurts is the unquestioned MVP of this league. Mm. If Patrick Mahomes didn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if Patrick Patrick Mahomes is putting up video game type numbers, man. Yeah, you man. can't you can't argue with that. And on top right. of that, just for the bonus points, he goes out and beats you in one on one leg. On one leg. On one leg. So still being smart. Three of his top receivers, three of them, you know, loses them. Yeah. And gets it done. Gets it done. So you no, you're right about that. And I, I know they was doing the debate with Jalen and, and, and Patrick kind of all year. And I was just like, well, look, the numbers don't necessarily bear it out. I look, I get Jalen is he's a winner. I love Jalen. I love him a lot. But we're just talking about just the passing in itself. I mean, Patrick, man, is just he's he's at the pinnacle. I think he had what how many touchdowns? 41, 41 touchdowns they had. Mm-hmm. So, man, the thing is, it is you, you always know that you know, even with Jalen, maybe not having that many touchdowns, he still to me is a top quarterback in this league. And you can't right. take anything away from him. I don't care if you have AJ Brown around him and Devontae Smith and Goddard. Running game, he's the guy that makes all those things work. He does, so right, and he's never going to be in a situation because of how we run our offense and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of games that we had this year where he could have he could have had that game where he threw for over 400 yards, yeah. but but we ended up taking him out in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to get those stats, and I'm good with that. Right, right. You know, yeah. as long as long as you get the dub, you get the dub. And everybody gets so caught up in what the stereotype optics should be. And it's like, that stuff don't matter no more. I look at, you look at what Randall did. You didn't play with Randall, did you? No, I just missed him by a year. Yeah. He was already, he went to Minnesota. Yep. And you look at Randall's career when he left Philadelphia and he got to an offense that taught him how to play quarterback. I won't say the right way, but they used him better than they ever did in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, and he, daggone kickers, he should have went to the Super Bowl that year because that was Randy Moss's rookie year. It's Randy's rookie year, yeah. Yep, and and uh, the kicker missed that field goal at the end that would have sent him to the Super Bowl, but that was his year. But he was doing crazy stuff, and it's finally. And I'm saying all that to say, when you got the right player and the right coach at the right time, yeah, man, you can be unstoppable. Because when we played that San Francisco game. Listen, it, it, it was 31 to 7. However, that defense was as advertised. Them boys, Fred Warner and Greenlaw, them jokers were flying around that field and making it difficult for Jalen. And when we finally clicked on the light switch and started pounding the ball on them, that's when they couldn't stop us. Not to mention the fact that they couldn't get off the field because they didn't have a quarterback. So, right. but at the end of the day, that defense was balling. Oh, yeah. And and them boys came to play, but when you stick to what got you there, when you do what you know that they can't stop, I always, always use the example, man. Roy Kidd used to put me in the back. We go on six or seven read. They, <laughs> they know we running it, but they can't stop it. Can't stop it. I don't care what you can't do. Can't stop it. Yeah. So, and and that's what we have. We have to run the ball first, man. And we find that finally clicked in that game, man, and they couldn't stop us, bro. Well, wait, but you know, you know, the the the, the speed rushers. You know, they want to peel they, their ears back and come after the football. That's what they want to do. Yeah. So the gate net is you got to keep them honest. You got to keep that defense honest. You got to run the football. And if you're effective against a team like that, you know, we we mock San Fran. We mock mm-hmm. And so part of it is the effectiveness of the running game, yep. you know, is is key, is vital to what you do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if they had Purdy or not. I don't think San Fran was enough to beat Philly. That was, mm, that's my I- opinion going into the game. I don't care if you had Brock Purdy coming in and he was healthy all four quarters. I don't believe they was going to go up there to Philadelphia and beat those jokers. I just didn't believe it. So we was playing too well. Yeah, man. But that was another thing, just the kick. That was all, man, you know, it was Jalen Hurts and the Eagles not really, you know, Sirianni. I'm like, look, they're a very good football team. 
The defense is very tough. It was very stout, very stingy defense. You know, you know, you got some jokers up front. You got that back, uh, back end of it. Just do a tremendous job. And so, I, I just, you know, Brock Purdy to me was, hey, look, he he's accomplished. I get that, but Jalen is too, right? That, I mean, Absolutely. That, and and that's, I just didn't think they had enough. And so they just started pounding on them. I seen that Philly defense, and when that uh, Joker started coming around that edge, it was over. Yeah. It was a wrap. Yeah. It was a wrap. And most people, again, you give San Francisco their props because their linebacking core was is yeah. deep. Oh, yeah. They're deep. However, we bit we we bring in 70 sacks to the table. We we, right. we bring in that to the party, and it's like y'all just you can't just forget about that because you got Hassan Reddick, then you got Javon Hargrave, yep. then you got Josh Sweat, then you got BG, and we got a couple of backups named Indomitian Sue yep. and Lynn Bell Joseph that you cannot move off that line of scrimmage because those are big boys and we bringing all of that at you at the yeah. same time. So you got and it seems like people just want to forget that they just for whatever reason they don't want to make the com- the comparisons balanced. Yeah. You know, like like um where my little slide at right here. Oh, th- here's my matchup. Not really a matchup, but these two players I'm looking at. Let me see. There we go. Chris Jones Ooh. and Hassan Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Both of them boys are balling. Yes. These are. should be these should be the two finalists for defensive player of the year. Unfortunately, they didn't put Hassan Reddick on there. They put Dan Bosa. Bosa hasn't didn't do squat in the playoffs. Nothing. And my thing is, is if you're gonna, if you got some guys that are up for postseason awards and both those guys or all of those guys make the playoffs, uh-huh. let the playoffs count. Let it count. Because Chris Jones has been balling. Hassan Reddick has been balling. So this is the matchup that I want to see what he's going to do, what Chris Jones is going to do against our offensive line and what Hassan Reddick is going to do against y'all offensive line. Yeah. Hassan Reddick. It, it happens, awesome, man. It happens yeah. in the trenches, man. Yeah, it does. That that's where you that's where you win and lose games. We we know that you know, especially as a running back, me being a tight end, we understand yeah. if you if you do not control that line of scrimmage on either side of the ball, it's gonna be a long day. Once you start, you know, just beating those heads in, man, it's, it is tough to get those guys off of you, especially when you start cooking the way that yeah, you need yeah. to. You know, you, you start getting that tempo going, and you know it offensively. You know, man, when you start hitting them holes, you're like, man, them holes are starting to look a little bit too clean. Good. You get right? that zone. You get that zone, man. They can't mess with you. Right, right. They can't mess with you, man. So I'm, I'm, I haven't even started watching tape yet because I'm going to go back and look at a couple games Me and too. start figuring out do we have – Where's the weakness? Where's the chink in the armor? And that's that's what I thought. Well, he didn't really get a chance to, but that was the my biggest thing with Shanahan. Shanahan will find out, test you in the first half, find out where your weakness is, and then he'll just hit that spot as much as possible. Um, he just didn't have a chance to do that with yeah. what you know. We done knocked the elbow out of Purdy, and yeah. uh, what nut he could do, man. What nut he could do. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I, you know, from from what I know right now, in in you know the past few weeks, and I'm just I'm just looking. We were talking about, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I think Philly and Kansas City both have pretty dominant offensive linemen. You know, Kansas City has spurts where they're you know have the little issues on the edge as far as tackle wise. I think y'all have some of the best tackles in the league. You know, y'all interior line is is, is very dominant. Our interior line is very dominant. You know, we got, you know, a couple of uh, pro bowlers on that uh, interior line. The defensive line, you know, with the Eagles is 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 formidable. Okay. Yeah. And I know y'all got that that secondary that is that is real stingy, man. They are ball hawks. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, we have our, our defensive line. We up in the 70 sack range, too. You know, surprisingly, we in 70 sack range. We got young guys out here. Chris Jones is the absolute monster. He's the beast. He is hard. So that would be you try to stop him. You know, we lost a couple of guys last week from injury. That's our thing. Our injury bug is what hit us. You know, yeah. We, I mean, we're you know we're looking to call these guys back. This this you know, but then the next couple of weeks, look, let them rest this week. Right? They don't need, look, we don't need you. Don't need the practice. No, we don't need you. Get as much treatment as possible. You know, you've played all year. Come that week of you know the Super Bowl, getting ready for it. Now we need to start seeing you move around a little bit. But I think, you know, the secondary, when I'm looking at man's comparison, uh, uh, 
Marcus, it's just is is so it's so similar in a lot, man. Yeah, similar, man. It's gonna be a tight game. I, I see it as being a very very tight game. Definitely gonna be tight, man. Definitely gonna be tight because we like to your point, man. We are so similar. Um, Hassan Reddick wreaked havoc last week. Yeah. Chris Jones just made Swiss cheese out of the Bengals' offensive line. That was almost laughable. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, the one thing I don't want to see. Uh, which was very prevalent in the in the in the Bengals game was I'm like listen the refs got to get better man that it, there's enough on both sides yeah and that that wasn't the reason why the Bengals lost right right but some of that like what you don't want to do is have a bad call by a ref be a game changer that's what always concerns me when it's a game changer when you missing obvious stuff because there was some ridiculous holding on the Bengals and there was some ridiculous holding on the Chiefs and it's like okay if you're gonna let them play let them play but it can't be stuff that's just like, obnoxiously obvious yeah well I, I, look I made this point and guy was saying that you know Bengals fan of course he was like oh my gosh look at the holding on this play so I'm just like listen you could call holding on every single play yep in NFL you really can't but within the, the the confines of the rules in itself Guys engaged and that and and you know I had I had to actually read it over because the guy gave all the rules. If a guy's engaged and all of a sudden the defender kind of like rips, try to get mm-hmm. through. Well, if my hands are inside and you rip, I've already got you. Like exactly, you know. So I see some of the, he was trying to point those out. It's like now nah, that's this that's not holding. That's not holding. And so like you said, we can go back and forth on each one where they miss calls or not yep. could have called holding on each one. And like you said. As long as look, you let them play, but it can't be something significant, right? And I, I think the one uh, to me that kind of glaringly stands out was when they stopped playing. You remember when they stopped playing and they was just like it was like third down and they stopped playing. They was like, wait a minute, we got to roll with the yeah. clock back, and that would have been a punting issue for the Chiefs. They they punted the ball and right. they gave back to to Patrick and he gets the first down. So that I think that was one of the things when they they, they stood up somebody sent the meme with uh, the head uh <laughs> the head referee and Patrick Mahomes you know how they 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 give oh, the, 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 the jerseys I saw oh that. my gosh oh, that is so funny they're so crazy you know it was good though it was just good yeah, it was but the thing is it but it 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 feeds into like the conspiracy theories right yeah. there's conspiracy theorists that believe that the games are scripted that that Adrian Foster out here saying I get a script before training camp, now you know who's going to win the Super Bowl and all that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, because I wanted to get into this. Okay, did you see? Did you see the whole conversation? No, I haven't seen the whole conversation. I just seen the the, the fight. Listen, we about. listen, you got to watch the whole conversation, and you got to watch what happens after it. Okay, you watch the whole conversation. In no way did I think they were serious at all. Okay, all right. So I'm my thing was like I'm seeing all of this stuff go viral all of a sudden. Yeah. And then and I'm I'm thinking like you, I was like, nah, he and then I watched it. I was like, are people really taking this seriously? Like, yeah, if you can't tell that that was tongue in cheek, because then because I, I'll admit the first part of the conversation, you like, is this like he was serious as a heart attack? And yeah. then the other dudes on the podcast kept asking him other questions, and I was like, that don't even make sense. Because the dude was like, so yeah, they had it scripted where your career was gonna fall off a cliff and yeah. you started be you stopped being a good running back when you stopped believing in God. And I was like, Oh, come on, man. Like, you cannot listen to that whole conversation and take that seriously. However, that leads into what I was saying earlier about all of these media heads. All they want to do is take highlights. Yeah. Nobody watches tape anymore. Right, right. That's true. You're right. That's why you got these 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 goofballs like Bart Scott and oh and Chris Sims, like they making these comments. And it's like, dude, clearly you have not watched the tape. You have not watched the full game, like, or you would not say that. Right. And that's what the whole thing is. It's it's all about highlights, man. It, and Chris and, and Bart, they on a whole different level with things. I, I don't quite understand them too. You know, especially being a former players, uh, without. You know, like you said, not even watching film or giving an amount of grace. When I'm sitting there saying, like, come on, Chris, like you know better than this. How is it you don't like Jalen Hurts every time you're knocking it down? He was doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes, right? The Bart Scout is uh, he's just on a whole different level with things anyway, right? Bart, Bart's just that guy. You know what I mean? You got certain yeah. guys who just he wants to be the antithesis to everything else, right? That's who he is. 
But we have a guy that we that we play with, and I don't say no names, that, that believes in the, the, the conspiracy theory. He believes that it's validity, right? Or at least he's questioning it, right? And he, he kind of texted me today. I, we love him to death. You know, I, I'll tell you who it is after this. But we just, you know, kind of talking. But, you know, the thing is, when you see these bites and people are looking at these things, they people do believe it. They do truly believe in it. And you've had other NFL players say the same thing. These things are scripted. These things are not true. They're not real. It's like wrestling. Like these things are truly what's happening. Like so your bets and all things that you're putting out here doesn't even matter because they've already yeah. made a determination about what these things are going to be. And yeah. to me, I think I think the guy was being sarcastic to him just to make it sound like how ridiculous is this, right? Like, Eric, exactly. is this really – was this what happened? Like – was it a script for you to lose? You know how bad you was and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, man, come on, look at it, right? It don't even make sense. Now, the, the one time I will say this: the one time that made me go with the arched eyebrow, and I was looking like that looks real suspect. Okay, and that was uh, the Washington game, where who did they who did they play? Where they, where they called uh, Terry McLaurin uh -huh. for lining up all sides when he checked with the ump. Oh yeah. Right. And the ump gave him the approval yeah. and then threw the flag. And I was like, and the first thing I thought of was uh, because if they would have won that game, they still would have had a shot to, to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And the first thing when that happened, the first thing I thought of was the NFL does not want Daniel Snyder in the playoffs. Mm. I was like, because that's still, that that's still a powder keg waiting to blow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that's the first thing I thought. They can't wait to get him out of this league until he sells that team and they can be done with him. Right. But I, I still think that, that he going to come back with something. Or maybe the NFL might try to say something like, all right, when you make this deal right in the contract that, you know, NDA, after you're done, we don't want to hear nothing else from you. Right, right. I, all, that, all that's a mess down there, no doubt about it, you know. Uh, but to make a phone call to a referee, Right at that moment, and I'm thinking like, well, how come it wasn't 50 plays before then? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or you know, 10 plays before? Why it had to be that play in itself necessarily to make that call? You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they truly believe that somebody's in their ear, in the referee's ear, saying, "Hey, you know what? They throw this phantom flag. You know, make it be this." And so that's how these things get started. It gets started in those things, man. And it, it's in that realm that people believe. These things really, truly do happen. Um, yeah. But it is, man. It's sad. It, it's sad. It's just, but for the simple fact, when you look at, and hopefully we have a great crew. That's why I'm just, I don't know who the crew yeah. is right now. Do you know who the crew is? I, I, I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard yet. Okay. Um, but hopefully they'll say, look, okay, if we're doing our due diligence. Who needs to be the crew that's going to be doing the Super Bowl? And so, yes, you're right. You don't want them to be the determining factor making these calls that people was like questioning, like what's going on. Right. Because, but the thing is, they always going to do it. I don't care what it is. I don't care what flag thrown. Yeah. You're right. People are always going to have a problem with it. That's just the, that's the way the, the, the ball bounces. Right. Yeah, man. It, and it's going to, it's going to be, um, there are always going to be calls that you don't like. Like I said, I just don't want them to make any game changing calls where you're looking at like, come on, man, how did you miss that? Like when we played, um, uh, when we were playing in San Francisco and the, and the punter kicked the wire mm. and, and, you know, different things like that, like right. the, the technology already exists for you to get it right. Yeah. And it, it's my opinion that, you know, I, I, I do believe they try their best, but sometimes it's like these players, uh, I think of it like this, these players and these refs, you ref enough games, you get to know the people. Absolutely. So just like players on a team, mm -hmm. Some guys on the other team I like, some of them I don't like. Yeah. If I like you, I might let you get away with holding, you know, two yeah. out of three times. Uh -huh. If I don't like you, I'm calling it all three times. That's a realistic possibility that I can see happening. Because some of these people, you got to look at them. Like some of the way they, sometimes how they would treat Tom Brady. And, yeah. you know, if Tom Brady took some of them hits that Brock Purdy took, that Jalen Hurts took, and some of these other guys, it would be a flag right off the bat. Right off the bat. So the thing is just like, whatever you're going to do, just make it consistent. If you're going to call it tight, call it tight on both sides. That's all you got to do. A absolutely. So, 
Absolutely. Who was who was the referee that used to always get uh, 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 Tim uh, what's his name? It always in trouble. Uh, Tim Duncan. He just had it out for him. You know. Remember oh, that, the NBA was, ref. Yeah, the NBA ref. Like it, like that. That that's true. Those things do yeah. happen. Like if they don't like you, that you know, you might have. They might look at you, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit more, you know, harder or yeah, more. Yeah, you know, they're gonna give you the business. Critical. It's gonna be a rough night for you. Yeah. Well, you know, that was that was a problem with Chris Chris Jones first of the year. I don't remember yeah. the one where he got the uh roughing the passer. And I think yes. it was the one starting on him just laying on oh, he laid on it too hard. It was like, what? What do you what do you mean? What are you talking about? And it was yeah. like one of those things. And so yeah. Like Chris was having it like every week, it was like another call like that. It was like one of those calls, man. But man, yeah, let, let the let the three hundred something pound defensive end stop mid motion, you know, <laughs> defeat the laws of physics. Yes, right. <laughs> and it's like, come on, that's just unrealistic. That's unrealistic. It's just unrealistic because I remember when they did that. Uh, I forget what game it was. Was that against? Was that against Tampa Bay? It might have been. Yes, I think it was. Might have been because I remember. I remember Brady got slung down one time, and they called a penalty. It's like you didn't even do nothing. You didn't do nothing. Right. Barely touched. Like him. man. Yeah. Like it's funny, man. We the we the old men of the league, man. We did we did get off my lawn, guys. <laughs> you know, looking at right. looking at, at at the way they play the game now. It's funny, man. Because I, I I was uh when when Tom Brady announced his retirement, I did a post. Uh, I put it on Twitter. I was like. You can't argue that Tom Brady is not the GOAT. Right. However, for my money, I'll still take Joe Montana. Yeah. yeah. Because I I would say that if Brady played when Joe Montana played, he wouldn't have the success. But if Montana played when Brady played, I think Montana would have just as many rings, if not more. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't take no – the dudes had to take some hellacious punishment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and they had to get up and, and keep it moving, you know, not to mention. And, you know, sometimes I find it funny that I do like Joe Montana as much as I do now, even after he just denied my Bengals two Super Bowl wins. But <laughs> it, it is what it is. But it, it's a, you know, the what they what these kids can do nowadays, mm-hmm. it, you look at it and it's like you can't hit nobody. They can't, you know, um, what what. what what do they call the penalty when you is it's not unnecessary roughness. Uh, we attacking a defensive player when the if a receiver catches the ball, yeah, and a and a and the defensive back gets a lick on him, you now you're attacking a defensive player. That no, he's yeah, got the ball. Yeah, right. He's got yeah, yeah, man. It, it, look, the rules have changed significantly, right? And, and yeah, man. we like to think you know for obviously the betterment of the game and for you know the uh, for guys and their safety. Uh, but some of the things that you see out here, man, is just like what the what the heck are y'all doing? What do y'all call it? Right? It's just, and, and like you said, we are the older, like get off the line guys. But it's it's changed so much, and and kind of that argument you was talking about with Montana, because a lot of his nostalgia. I, I'm I'm the same way, but I, I was like, I'm, I felt like you. I said, man, Tom Brady deserves the goat uh, mantle right now, right now. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you know. Patrick Mahomes is coming up. There might be some things. I mean, as far as when we start talking about uh, the accolades, uh, uh, you know, uh, the things that he may be able to accomplish, then that's down the road, right? But Tom gets it, man. And just, you know, paying homage to him, man. He's had a a tremendous career, tremendous career. And I didn't want to give it to him, Marcus. I I really didn't. I didn't want to give – I'm telling you, I hated – the the whole the Patriots for so long couldn't stand them. <laughs> Tom Brady, the talker, and him being the greatest. I I hated that talk. Yeah, but yeah. I had to recognize greatness for what it is, right? You know, you you, you and, and 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 I'll still say I still don't have no problem saying like, listen, uh, you you take two of those Super Bowls off. You take the one Super Bowl off when y'all got caught cheating, and then mm. you take the other Super Bowl off mm. when y'all got that that bullshit tuck rule. Tuck rule, yes, sir. I'm like, come on, man! You calling something that had never been called ever, right? And now, now all of a sudden, it's a valid. Like, come on, man! Y'all need to stop yeah. that. So, oh, yeah. Robert Kraft had some grease palms on that one. I was like, Oof. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, son. Grease palms, but, but yeah. Apparently, he likes he likes massages too. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, had, I had to throw it out. <laughs> yeah, Robert Kraft and uh, Deshaun Watson need to get together and go bowling. <laughs> 
But man, I'm ready to get into this week, bro. And uh, it's gonna be a matchup. Um, you got the two best teams going at it. Both both teams have elite players at all the skill positions. Um, and I, I believe well, it should be, but they it probably won't go like that. But I think it's gonna be a defensive player that's gonna be MVP of this game. Ooh, that's that's wow. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely happen. It's best for gets good. It's good. That's what I'm right. thinking is gonna happen. Patrick Mahomes is going to do some Patrick Mahomes things. Yep. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to do the same. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be either somebody in the secondary uh, that's going to get hot with a couple picks or a couple turnovers, something like that, or, you know, Jones or, or Hassan coming off the edge and making some things happen. But I, I think it's going to be a, a – I, I just think that the game is not going to go how people go, how people think it's going to go. Who's, who's, who's the D.C. up there with the Eagles? I don't even know. Who's, who's Jonathan who? Gannon? Okay, I don't know too much about him. Uh, he was Gannon. What did he call? He's he's a Vic uh, Vic Fangio disciple. Okay, all right. Um, okay, like listen, we we weren't crazy about him in the beginning mm-hmm. because you got a lot of you got a lot of media heads up here that you know ex players and like. So did you play with Seth? With who? Seth Seth Jordan. No, no, Seth was before okay. me also. Yeah. Okay. Seth is in the media up here. And of course, you know, he's one of the bigger names up here, but he always wants the defensive coordinator to just blitz. So <laughs> that type of thing, you know, caught fire. Yeah. And it was like Jonathan Gannon doesn't blitz enough. Now, at the time, it seemed like he wasn't. Okay. But by the end of the year, it's like, listen. He's holding most of our opponents, most of our opponents, to under twenty points. At this point, you can't criticize him. Y'all just nitpicking. Yeah, right. Because that was at the t- at, at the time where the run defense wasn't strong. Right. That was right. before we had Indomitian Sue yep. and Joseph, mm-hmm. um, the big boy in the middle. Jordan Davis wasn't playing a lot. Yeah. And it was like, what are y'all? What are y'all waiting for? Right. Like, right. what are y'all waiting for? And. and we finally got it together, but when you look at the the whole season, then it's like we got nothing to complain about, nothing whatsoever. The only game where it was just kind of bad for us, where we was kind of looking at him side eye, was the the first game against Detroit. With Detroit, we won the game, but Detroit put thirty five on. Us. Yeah, I, I remember that. I do. I was like, woo, you know. So, but but you live and learn. You keep going, and you make your adjustments, and you do what you got to do. And he's done that, man. And it's like, I listen. I ain't got nothing to say. Because our defense is putting the smackdown on everybody. Right. So right. whatever you do with Mr. Gannon, you keep doing. I ain't got nothing to say about that. Man, he, he's got to play at a high level. That's, that's the question. I, that was the reason I asked that question. Just before I know Spags. You know, Spags knows, I mean, you know, being up at the Giants for over the years and, you know, going after Philly, he knows that city, that town, that air yeah. of different things. And Andy, of course, you know, just offensively knowing different things. Uh that's why I was trying to look at nod wise, coaches wise, right? We got some 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 really high caliber coaches on Kansas City, you know, with mm. Sirianni, the kind of the younger guys, you know, what they do. But you know, I know I'm sure they talked about this. There must be a big deal about. I see some dude talking about was well, Sirianni got fired by Andy Reid, right? And so I know this whole different thing with the coaching aspect of yeah, things. Yeah. You know, I'm just like he didn't get fired. He just didn't retain him. You know, it's, exactly. you know, it's not the same he brought stuff. in his guy, brought his guy in, right? Exactly, it's, it's not the same stuff. But uh, but the, but but Spags, I know he does. You know, he's being kind of uh, criticized as well about doing. Mm-hmm. You know, being one on one, he loves a lot of man. He loves putting those guys on receivers. And if you know, you got AJ Brown, you know, at some point in the game, AJ Brown's going to have a lot of man on man coverage. You know, to get over right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Do you think uh, I was looking at all the news with Sean Payton and, and D'Amico Ryan? Do you think uh, you think Beanie gonna get a shot somewhere? I, man, I I really hope he go he goes to the Colts. I really do. They got Shane Steichen from here. He's got a second interview set up after the after the bowl. Okay, well, I, you know, so, I, I think it's it's Beanie's to lose. I think if right. they're really serious, you go get Beanie. 
And I think you go get a quarterback in the first round, if you can, somebody that can come in and actually win some games. They got they got some young receivers. They got a great running back. And he the enemy can put some guys together. Yeah. You know, hey, get Jeff Saturday, put Saturday on your staff. The enemy could be that guy. And so I, I just I hate it because kind of going to the same thing where the enemy has had all these interviews and it's it's been for not. But he deserves a head coaching job. He does. Right. Nelson got it. Nagy's done got one. You know, Childress has had one. Why is it the enemy getting a head coaching job? And I think right. Indianapolis would be the absolutely ideal spot for him to go. If he knows anything, I would get the enemy at, at the Colts. I, I hope to see him get it, man. But yeah. uh, Ursay, man, that's a weird dude, man. So ain't no telling what he's going to do. I know it. I know so it. He, he owns some other stuff. <laughs> so, I guess I guess one of the things you had to do is sit down and have some beer with him. If I was being in me, I'd go buy a six pack, man, and go sit in the living room and have a couple of <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, hey, no one earth said that might turn into something else. That's you right. be careful yeah. what I do. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. Who's oh my boy, uh my boy Sean's talking about Deuce Staley. Uh Deuce Staley just went to Carolina. Because I know he from he went to that's right he went to school in South Carolina so now he's in North Carolina so he just moved closer to home so he took that opportunity Frank Reich is down there now so right uh, they got some stability down there I don't know what they're gonna do with quarterback are they gonna try to keep Tannehill and you know it's a lot of questions man yeah, a lot of questions you know what's funny though mm-hmm. out of all of the stuff that happened with San Francisco they right back where they started right back where they started yeah you got Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the starter in camp? Yeah, Brock Purdy's not going to be healthy. He got Tommy John, mm. so that's going to be that's going to be at least nine months of rehab. Yep. Right. So now they got to get another young quarterback, or you know, get some vet to come in and be your backup, or at least challenge him in camp. So they went through all of that stuff. Jimmy G is going to be gone, and yep. you know, no, Jimmy G is just that is the epitome of the NFL being a nasty business. Right, because you are one softball toss interception that was dropped by Jaquiski Stark mm-hmm. from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. If he catches that ball, y'all go to the Super Bowl. Or uh, the series before that, if they don't, if if they don't go off sides on that one play, mm. yep, that would have been the game right there. So it's like y'all one one or two plays away from going to the Super Bowl. And y'all just threw him out in the trash. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> y'all y'all wanted to see what Trey Lance. You didn't like what you saw. Then he broke his leg. Then all of a sudden Brock Purdy comes in, and you got a diamond in the rough. And then, <laughs> then we knock him out of the game. And now you right back to where you started from. So I'm very curious. And now D'Amico Ryan's is gone. Is he gonna take some 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 coaches mm. off of that staff with him down to Texas? Well, I, I I would say so. I would say so. I just think that you know, oh my gosh, they they got they got the pieces on defense, and so you plug and play. You know, maybe a coach that yeah. can get those guys going, and it, it'd be easier for him on a you know defensive side, right? I, I just think it'd be easier. Uh, now, obviously, quarterback wise, Trey Lance is your guy. I mean, he's got, yeah. you got to go with Trey Lance. I think the year of maturity, him being hurt, might have been a blessing in disguise. You know, for him yeah. to kind of sit back and just see things, but he's he's athletic, he's a good quarterback, and you know he's under Shanahan. I think they'll develop him. I think they I, will develop him. I, I really I think do. So too. I yeah. think it's a uh, like you said, a blessing in disguise that he gets to sit in that offense yeah. for a whole nother year. Right. Absolutely. Um, very <clears throat> very similar to what Jalen did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to you. I like to say when you can sit in the same offense for multiple years, that means you're reporting and you already got the answers to the test. So you know what's going to happen. You know what's uh, what to expect. That's, in my opinion, that's why a big reason, not the only reason, but a big reason why Jalen Hurts' progression went so well this year. For the first time in his career, from college to now, he had the same offense for the second consecutive year. Yeah, because it so matters. With Trey Lance out there, you know, you can sit with Shanahan. You healed up. Now you got a chance to just watch film, watch what every watch what Purdy was doing. Now you know what to do, and now yep. you know what not to do. Right. So I think he's going to be a little bit better next year because I don't think Purdy's going to be ready. No, uh-uh, I don't either. 
you know, he, he just happened to be, you know, the Jaime on the spot and nobody knew what he was going to develop into. So I, I think, you know, yeah, Trey Lance is going to be the guy. But I, I think with the defense, to just talking about the defense, DeMarco leaving down there, man, going to Houston, whoever that defense coordinator is coming in is getting keys to a Ferrari, okay, or a Lamborghini. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be hard not to go fast, right? Like, why would you take this and just drive it slow? So I'm thinking, man, dude, this is the, the best situation for you, whoever the D.C. is going to be. It's going to be the best situation. And probably the best thing to do is probably keep somebody in house who doesn't go with you, right? Maybe it's right. you know, what you do. Right. So, and you know we're going to get a couple of them free agents that come down there? Woo, Guaranteed. Yes, oh, yeah. Guaranteed. So uh, <clears throat> while the offense in San Francisco might be good, the defense might be struggling next year. So I don't know what Greenlaw and, and, and Warner's uh, contracts are. I know they got Hufanga out there. Uh, I like to call him. Uh, that's Palomalu 2.0 right there, dude. And yo, <laughs> yeah, let me is. tell you, let me yeah. let me tell you somebody that I've been watching. Uh huh. That kid from Rutgers, Pacheco. Lord have mercy. Does that that boy runs hard? Woo! Yes, he does. He runs hard. Violent, violence finest, baby. Oh my God! Down fifty five. Down fifty five. Violent. Man, he. And with our secondary, we have a tendency to not tackle. So oh. if you saw that play with, with CMC, he yeah. broke two tackles. Marcus Epps came in and, and totally ducked his it. head. Didn't even see him. I see it. It was terrible. I'm like, what the? Like, well, they didn't want to tackle this guy. They didn't want to tackle nah, this guy. Yeah, they CMC. didn't want that smoke. And then, <clears throat> and then Gardner Johnson came in and just tried to put a shoulder on him. It's like, come on, man. You can't, you can't do that. It's not like that, he's man, a, so. a big guy either. It's not like he's a big back. You know what I'm saying? He ain't yeah. Henry toting a rock, so he ain't going to knock you out. Uh, but Pacheco, man, he's – look, the last game, he, he – I think he didn't want to make a mistake. He kind of yeah. ran in very cautious. He's kind of running hard, but he missed some holes. I think yeah. if they look at the film, they're going to tell him in the Super Bowl, man, just let it loose, man. Just, just let it loose. Let it go. Just let, let it go. go. And he we'll figured out he, next time. He's been a bright spot. He's been a bright spot out in Kansas City, no doubt about it. So, uh, yep. But all right, brother, I'm about to get out of here, man. It was fun having you, man. Yeah, man. Always. It's gonna be a very interesting week, bro. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so. But all right, I, man. I appreciate everybody joining me. Um, Jay, you already know we're gonna do this again. I gotta come on your show, man. Let me know. Absolutely, man. I'd love to have you. Matter of fact, man, true. We might get you on next week if we, we get a chance. How about that? All right, we'll, yeah. we'll make something happen, bro. We'll make something happen. But right. uh, everybody in the chat, I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me. And uh, I gotta give a shout out because this dude was on the shot. Sean Sean Kilrain. I think he responded to me. I think he's somebody that's from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs Facebook group. Okay, so. I appreciate you, Sean, joining joining in, man. Uh, Sean Young, Northeast Sports, I appreciate you. Who's else? Brian Daly, as usual. Vince, as usual, bro. I appreciate you. My pops is on the line. Um, What's up, pops? How JK, you doing? Ray Lester. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Did I miss anybody? Paper lock sign word. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but all right, we're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, and we're going to get to the real meat and potatoes next week because we'll be preparing for the Super Bowl. Two men enter, one man leave. That's where mm, it's at, bro. There it is. Thunderdome, right. baby. That's it. I right. appreciate y'all for joining me. Uh, Jay, hang on for so I can holler at you after we end the show. But y'all take care. Uh, please check out my content on uh, search for my personal YouTube channel. Just search at ProFanTalk on YouTube and you'll find me because I'm going to have some more content coming up tonight. Uh, definitely going to talk about all of these whiners in the media. So we'll be addressing that. So stay tuned. Check me out next week as we get prepared for the Super Bowl. You guys have a good one. Peace well, and be blessed. Oh, oh, where you at, Jay? I'm sorry. I, I was going to tell them, man, they could come check me out too. They want to catch a little bit of this, you know, KC and him out, you know, and, and, and Chiefs Concerns on YouTube as well. You know, come out there, subscribe, come and yell, do whatever you need to do. Okay. Fuss, boo, <laughs> whatever. All right. We'll take it all. We love it. All right. We're going to make it happen. All right. Good people. I will see y'all next week. Go birds. <laughs>